Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to the Nest Podcast. To give a backstory, I was born in China and grew up in North Dakota. I have a huge love for podcasting, and I decided to take my three favorite things mental health, self improvement, and adoption and create what you are now listening to. Let's get into it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the fourth episode of the Nest Podcast. It is episode four of season one. Now, before we start the episode, Or before we start the main part of the episode, let's get caught up in life here. So, what's going on in my life right now? Well, you may ask, finishing up high school, I know you guys already got the high school spiel before. I'm sorry, I'm still going to be talking about high school because that is what is happening in my life right now. So, while I'm recording this, today is Thursday. Yeah, that would mean tomorrow's Friday. Which means, besides Friday, it means that it is the last official day of high school. Now, I go to a school that needs uniforms, or that requires uniforms, and I am officially... Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. I'm officially done with uniforms for the rest of my life. All I've known is these uniforms. Wait, that's crazy. Ever since literally kindergarten, uniform day in and day out, business attire as usual at the tender age of however old kindergartners are these days. But that's weird. We're all done with uniforms. Oh, and I literally have no fashion sense. Like, I'm going to be straight up and honest with you. I have no fashion sense because all I've known is uniform. That's weird. So now in college, it's like you get to pick your own clothes. That is a concept. Yeah, that's unheard of for me. But you know what I will probably end up dressing up in every single day? What I normally do, witches, t-shirts and shorts or sweats in a sweatshirt, sweats and long sleeves like I never really wear jeans, dresses, sweaters. It's pretty much pajamas for normal people. But for me, that's like my fancy outfit for the day. You know, some people wear like t-shirts and shorts to bed. I mean, like me too, but that's weird. I need to get a fashion sense. I need to learn how to style myself. Because I can't be going in with like switching between my pairs of sweatpants and my sweatshirts. I mean, don't get me wrong, I can, and I still probably will, but I need to get some more spark within my clothing, or else I'll just be boring. I mean, with uniforms, it's like, you don't really have to think that hard about how you dress, and no one will judge you about how you dress, because jokes on them, if they do judge you, we're literally all wearing the same thing. So, it kind of backfires, but now it's like, we gotta style ourselves. Yeah, no, that's weird, like, I have no sense of style. But that's okay. That's okay. We're going to all learn together. Now, Friday is my last day of high school, like I said, and it's a little bittersweet. Before school, well, we are, meaning my senior class, we're having a cookout starting at like 6.30. Yes, 6.30 a.m. This is literally the crack of dawn. This is when the songbirds chirp and the sun rises from the other side of the earth. Yes, the literal dawn. 
Now, I probably have said this, but I am not an early bird. I am a very late bird, doesn't get the worm. That's what I am. I don't wake up early. I wish I did. Waking up early is so good for you. Well, I actually don't know that I have no scientific evidence, but I think it's good for you. And I feel better when I wake up early, but I never wake up early, so I guess I went no. <laughs> Except for school. I feel good with school or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But 6.30 is starting to cook out. Yes, a.m. Usually on the weekends, I sleep until 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Let's do the math. 6.30? Let's say you have to, you at least have to be up by 6 if you want to get to the school at 6.30, cause it's a drive. Well, for me it is. So I'm at least by 6. 6 to 12, that's 6 hours later. You know some people only are awake and alive for 6 hours a day. Now, I don't really actually think that's true, but maybe it is. 6 hours is a lot of time. Maybe not the best for my sleep cycle, but whatever. Now I get to kind of pick my sleep schedule into summer. But another thing for summer, it is busy trying to figure out summer jobs because I feel like the school year, obviously your summer job is school. So when you're in the summer, it's like, oh my gosh, we have infinite free time. Well, right now for me, but once people are able to work, well, no, it's not just infinite free time. If you don't have your license, probably dragged around with your parents or babysitter or whatnot, whatnot. But now a sense for me, like I got to make money. Okay. I'm going to college. I do not want to be in a whole lot of debt. So I got to be working around the clock, even though I literally work for like three hours and I'm, and I'm wiped. But I got to be working. So I'm trying to figure out my summer schedule, what my work life will be like. How do I want my schedule to be? Do I want to wake up early? No, but it's not like I can come to work from like 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. and have a social life too. So. I got to do that, which is also stressful, but you got to make money somehow. So that's pretty much kind of what's going on. That probably didn't give you any clue of what's going on in my life, but there you go. Oh, but also another thing is grad parties. Grad parties are a lot more fun when you know the graduates, especially when it's your class graduating, because you can go to everyone's grad parties, have like free meals for like a whole month. It's great, and a lot of people have really great stuff. Like, you go, yes, you're going there for the graduate, but another main important factor is the food. It's like, okay, what are you serving? Oh, this is cool. I'm there for you and not the food, but also the food. So that's always fun with grad parties because people get very creative, and it's super fun. So I am looking forward to that. And it's kind of like your last goodbye to everyone, which is sad too. Now I wrapped up. That's pretty much what's going on in my life graduating. Don't worry. High school stuff, graduation stuff will hopefully be over soon. Well, it will be. But in the episodes, this is all I can kind of talk about because of what's happening in my life. This is what's happening in my life. So now shifting over, let's get into the main part of the episode, which the topic is self-improvement. Now, this is one of the core episodes because first episode was like the welcome, yada, 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 all good stuff. Then the second episode was adoption. Adoption being one of the core themes 
And then it went to mental health, which is one of the core themes. And now we're doing a whole episode on self-improvement, which is the last core theme. So first off, why did I choose self-improvement as a main central theme and topic? I think I mentioned this in like the first episode, but I'm going to mention it again. I chose self-improvement because, well, I think everyone should want to improve themselves and should want to be the best version of themselves that they can be. And I know for me, I want to be the best person I can be. And so with self-improvement, it also covers a broad range of things, right? Covers a broad range. And so I can get a lot of content out of self-improvement and a lot of information. And so I kind of ran with it. But I also love the idea and the fact of improving yourself to be the best version of yourself. So then that rolls into my definitions. I always like to kind of define what things are. So as to the definition, how would you define self-improvement? So I would, well, according to the internet, self-improvement is defined as the improvement of one's knowledge, status, or character by one's own efforts. Now, I love that definition. I mean, that's exactly literally what self-improvement is. That really just sums it up. But I love that definition, especially because it's by one's own efforts, which is like, it's not somebody forcing you. It's not somebody telling you you have to do this. It's merely through one's own effort and one's own willpower. And I think that's powerful to have that self-discipline, to have that awareness, to improve whatever aspect of yourself there is to improve. Now, if I were to define self-improvement on my own, I would say it would be improving oneself in order to become the best version of oneself. So it's pretty much improving yourself in order to be the best version of yourself. Because I'm all about that. I'm all about being the best version of myself. So now when talking about being the best version of yourself, you can talk about it as being the best you can be throughout your whole life, being the best you can be within a single day, being the best you can be within the week. But I think, yes, All of that, yes. But also, how can you be the best person you can be in the present moment? So how can you shift your decisions and actions prior to allow you to be the best person you can be right now in this given moment? So that's where, now listen to this closely, all your decisions have got you to where you are today. Look around, look where you are today. All of your decisions have gotten you to where you are today, and that is a fact. Your circumstances have not gotten to where you are today. Your decisions have. Your environment, yes, could influence where you are today, but in the end, it's your decisions. What have you decided? What are your choices? Your choices define where you are today. So look around. Where are you? You're here. You're where you are because of the choices you have made. So it's not your environment, it's not your circumstance, it's the choices and it's the decisions. So decide wisely. And so with self-improvement, I think of being the best I can be in the present moment. You want to be the best you can be to make the right choices for yourself so your future self can be thankful to your past self. So that's just kind of my thoughts on the whole self-improvement. And I think with self-improvement, People often challenge themselves and people often make goals, which goals are very good. 
And I think you do need goals. Well, maybe you don't need goals, but you need a vision, at least, of self-improvement and what it looks like to be your best self. Now, I want you to think right now. We're doing a little brain on activity. Imagine yourself being your best self. Imagine that. What was that? What would that look like? I'll give you a few seconds to think about that. What would it look like? What would you look like? What would your life be if you were the best version of yourself? I'll give you some time. Okay, time's up. You could just pause it, go back, whatever. But for me, this is a hard question. But I'm going to kind of give the main kind of central themes. Me being the best version of myself would be somebody that is happy, somebody that's content, somebody that accepts constructive criticism, someone that accepts their failures, someone that strives for the betterment of the world, someone that challenges herself, somebody that is a good friend, somebody that strives for the good and the betterment of the world, and honestly, just somebody that loves their life. The main thing of being the best self you can be is someone that you're proud of. Are you proud of yourself right now? If you were to die tomorrow, you could die tomorrow. I would hate if you die tomorrow, but you could die tomorrow. Let's say at your funeral, would you be proud of the things they spoke of you of? Would you be proud of your life, your timeline, your accomplishments? Would you be proud of the life you've lived if you died tomorrow? Would you be proud of it? Would you be happy to invite the whole world to hear of your life if you die tomorrow? That's where we want to be the best versions of ourselves and and we want to live our best life. Because I don't want to live life with regrets. I believe you don't either. So that's why we just need to strive to be the best we can be. But really think about that. If you were to die tomorrow, would you invite the whole human race to your funeral? And do you think people would be impressed and happy that you lived a good life? Would you be willing and happy and content enough with your life to die tomorrow. Now, here's a question. Well, another question I want to pose to you. Now, I didn't come up with this example myself, but I'm going to use it. I'm pretty sure I saw this on TikTok, but whatever. You guys, it's 2022. Come on, where else would I find this stuff at? If not TikTok, then I don't know. So, think of this. Let's say you had $86,400 every single day. But with this money, you get $86,400 again. No matter if you spent your money yesterday or you didn't, you always automatically get $86,400. So what would you do? Well, you would want to spend as much money as you can within that day, right? You'd want to go buy the most expensive things. You'd want to get the most out of your money. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would too. Because the next day, you just get the same amount. But you don't ever get that money back. You just get the same amount because it renews every single day and goes back. So I would always use up that $86,400 because I know it will renew. So it's like, might as well use it, right? Well, yes, that is the logic. But now let me tell you this. In a day, you have 86,400 
seconds to live. 86,400 seconds to live. Now you've heard the expression, time is priceless. There's not enough time. But think how much time of your day, how many seconds of your day are you wasting? Just like with the $86,400, you wouldn't waste it. So why are you wasting your time, which is more valuable than money, than a piece of paper with a number on it? Think about that. We have all these seconds in a day, and we still waste our day. We still waste some time. We give excuses to ourselves. So be the best you can be. Get up, be disciplined, and live a life you're proud of. Improve yourself. Come on. So I thought that was a really kind of eye-opening. It's like, you're right, if, if every second was a dollar, and it just renewed every day, of course I would spend the money. Of course I would use it all. You know, that's a silly question to ask because I know I'm going to use it, going to buy the most extravagant things, going to try to use all the money every single day. You know, it's like, come on, are you kidding me? So then why is it not the same with the amount of time you're given? You get 86,400 seconds every single day and it renews every single day. So why are we not trying to make every second of it count? Why are we brushing these seconds off like it's nothing? Why are we disregarding these? Time's priceless, but why do we not put a price on it? So I want you to think about that. Use those seconds to create the life you're proud of. Use those seconds to the betterment of yourself. Do with them as you will. I will not judge. But I wanted everybody to think about that. Because like I said, I thought that was very eye-opening. So now, let's move in to the goal part of self-improvement. Because when improving yourself, goals are often set to help one achieve their specific intention. So I hope you guys have set goals. I mean, I set goals all the time. I love setting goals. Helps me stay on track. It helps me set my eye on the prize. So here are some of the most common self-improvement goals that I think maybe people would set for themselves or some you can just take and set them for yourself if you will. But I think a lot of people tend to have the goal of eating healthier, to exercise more often, to avoid drama, to learn to accept their failures, to get out of their comfort zone, to get their priorities straight, to spend more time with their family to stop being a person pleaser, and to set boundaries. Now, obviously, there are a lot of other goals that people set, like another good one, having less screen time in a day. I mean, these are all great goals. But I tend to notice, like I said, I'm no scientist, expert, or anything, but I tend to notice that people may not be achieving their goals and satisfying their goals to what they had thought in their mind. And I think that's interesting because what's the reason people don't achieve their goals? A lot of things it could be out of pure laziness. We humans are so lazy. We are so lazy. So we could just be lazy. Yes, that is a great factor. But another great thing, a great factor that comes within not fulfilling a set goal is that we focus too much on the immediate gratification and we focus too much on the immediate satisfaction, the immediate results, that we don't look at the little step-by-step in order 
to see, to visually see, or to visually notice, or to comprehend the achievements and the growth that we have, that we just stop trying to achieve this goal in general because we don't see that immediate, the immediate results, or we don't get the immediate satisfaction or satisfaction that we have in our mind. So then we stop. When the key, I think this is one of the most important parts. The important, most important role that comes into when achieving a goal. And I think that is to be consistent. I think that's the one thing. You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. It doesn't matter if you worked hard or you had a long day so you don't put in the effort or the work. I think in order to achieve a goal, you have to be consistent because nobody can achieve a goal with stopping their progress. You want to make sure you work every single day, little by little, to achieve the goal. So keep that in mind. Consistency. No matter if you don't put as much effort, you have to be consistent. I don't care if you had a lot of energy one day and not a lot of energy the other. Be consistent. So with goals, there are many different kind of goal plans you can set in regards to self-improvement. You know, there are things like smart goals. You can do goals on a timeline. You can plan them out with a calendar. You can create agendas. You can create just outlines for your goals. So it kind of depends on how you like to go about achieving a goal. And so some of the ways to achieve your goals that can help you is one, like I said, consistency. But I also think hard work, self-discipline, and you have to hold yourself accountable. And I also think passion, because passion will get you places. If you're passionate about this goal, let's say you're really passionate about finishing a book in one week. You're really passionate and you have a lot of passion for this. Passion overrules it all. You're going to be able to finish the book, but you need passion. I mean, let's say you just had hard work, consistency, self-discipline, and you held yourself accountable. Yes, you could definitely still achieve the goal, but you will not have liked the process of achieving that goal. Whereas if you have a passion, you're going to be excited to work towards this goal because you are passionate for example, like about the book, about the story, you are passionate about this. So I think passion makes every goal-oriented person, I think it, they really enjoy fulfilling and exceeding their goals because they love it so much. They love what they do. They have passion for it. Obviously, with anything, you're more likely to do it. So I think passion is a really good one there. And another thing with self-improvement, being your best self also kind of ties in with living your best life. So I want you to do another exercise. This is a lot of very hands-on things, but I want you to think about what do you want your life, your environment, what do you want all that to be in 10 years from now? What do you want it to be? What do you want it to look like? And you know, where do you want to be? What do you want it to look like? What do you want your daily routine to be? So I want you to think about that. I'll give you like a few seconds to do that, but feel free to pause. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Time's up. You can pause it. But a lot of you may have thought maybe a family, maybe grandchildren, maybe new job, new state, new country, new job, right? But now how do you get there? Is that the best life? Is that your ideal life? In 10 years, is that your ideal life? 
probably is. How do you get there? Well, a goal is to increase and improve your quality of life. Let's say in the next 10 years, self-improvement. You need to improve yourself. You need to improve your life. Here are some things you can do to improve your quality of life. Even in a short amount of time, this can improve your day-to-day life like within the first day. Here it is. Self-improvement, having great days, all the days of your life. Now, see, that's, that's kind of deceiving. Obviously, you will have bad days. But if you want to set yourself up for a successful day, being successful, here you go. Yeah, this is what I think would be a great day. To wake up early. For me, probably around 7. I feel like 7 or 6.45. Nope, 6.30. Sorry, I'm indecisive. But somewhere around there, waking up, getting a nice glass of water, journaling, enjoying the morning. So. The main key ingredients is to wake up early and you want to be going to sleep earlier in the day. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be going to sleep at like five o'clock. No, like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. But you want to be getting an adequate amount of hours because you have no idea how important sleep is. Sleep is so important. I know I need to hear that myself because I have not been getting the adequate amount of sleep. So who am I to be telling you this? But I still am going to tell you this because sleep is so important. I think you want to be getting around seven to nine hours. I know that's like a three hour window. So do with that as you will. Don't quote me on that. But I think that's a healthy amount of sleep this seven to nine hours. So you want to get your day started with a good amount of sleep, a good night's rest, that solid foundation, the solid base. Hopefully, You have a great dream that energizes you even more, but you want to be able to get enough sleep and to wake up early. And another way to improve the quality of life is to start reading. Now, I'm very interested in obviously self-improvement, but seeing successful people's day-to-day life, their daily routine, because your daily routine, that's daily. That's consistent. So that's why consistency is so important. This is your daily routine. What do billionaires, what do the most happy people in the world do every single day? And I just want to copy the formula, right? If you want to be successful, copy the formula of the most successful person in the world. You want to be happy, copy the formula, which is formula equals daily routine. What do they do day in and day out? This is the key to success. This is the key to happiness. This is the key to whatnot and whatnot. Just plug it in like an equation, if you will. So I'm very interested in daily routines because it's consistent everyday things. So with that, a lot of very successful people, they say they spend half and over half of their time and of their day reading. Because you've heard the phrase, knowledge is power. And knowledge is totally power. Even though I know for me, reading is not my strong suit. Reading does not grasp my attention. So it's harder for me to read. But this is something that is still very common throughout many of the successful people in life. If that's what you're looking for, is looking for success. So like I said, you define self-improvement. You define what is your best self. If you think your best self is somebody that's happy, so what's the formula for happiness? How do you find happiness? Look for that and plug it in. But let's say our self-improvement is being successful. This is how kind of you plug it in. 
Another thing to improve quality of life for anyone is to exercise, to try to fit physical exercise and physical activity within your day-to-day life, within your day-to-day routine. Always find time to move your body because I could get into it. Exercise has a huge impact on someone, on someone's mental health, physical health, you name it. Exercise is so important. And that's something I need to do more of, but exercise is important. So that will greatly improve quality of life. Another thing, this one is a good one, to find good friends. Now, I heard a wise, wise woman told me, if you have five best friends, best friends in the whole entire world, you have five of them, you are blessed. You're blessed beyond belief. And I really took that to heart. Because if you think about it, think of this. Think of your greatest memories. Oh my gosh, this is a lot of hands-on, well, a lot of brain-on exercises. But I do. I want you to think about your greatest memories in life. I'll give you some more time to do that. Think about your greatest memories in life right now. Now, I can bet, I'll bet a lot of money, which a lot of money for me is like 20 bucks. I can bet 20 bucks. But if I actually lose, do not tell me I owe you 20 bucks because I don't got 20 bucks. But I can bet 20 bucks. Most of your memories included people other than yourself. I can guarantee now most of your memories. It wasn't just you. Most of your memories, most of your best memories in life included other people. Now I know I'm right. I know I will take the applause. But that's just, that's just the facts. Your life is not about you. Your life is about others. Human beings are social animals. We are made to be with people. And so to improve your quality of life is to find the good friends, to find the diamond in the rough. You're supposed to, not supposed to, but to increase the quality of life. You want to have good friends and you want to find good friends and you want to hold on to them because our greatest memories we have right now is with other people, is with, I can bet you, they're with your friends. So to improve the quality of life, you want to have good friends. Don't take, don't tolerate, don't take fake friends. Don't take friends that want to use you and manipulate you. Take real friends. Take friends with good intentions. Come on. We only got one life. We're not about to be having some fake friends. You want to find good friends because they Make up your life. If you want to improve the quality, you improve the quality of your friends. Because I can tell you, surround yourself with good people. Because let's say I meet your friends. I know who you are. I haven't met you, but I know who you are. Because I know who you hang out with. And if you spend time with your friends, I know you. Not creepy or anything. But if I meet your friends and you spend a lot of time with your friends, I know know who you are. I know a lot of things about you. Because who you surround yourself with also greatly impacts your life. So that's why you want to have good friends. Like I said, not fake friends, not friends, friends for use. You want to have good friends. You want to have authentic friendships and you want to have friends that make you laugh, that make you think, that make you inspired. Because you are the sum of all of your friends combined. So pick good friends. Pick good friends. That will dramatically increase and improve your quality of life. Next one, choose to be happy. Now, happiness 
is not something you get on a silver platter. It's like, okay, eat up and you'll be happy. No. But what happiness is, is a choice. We get to choose if we want to be happy. We get to choose that. But it's not like, oh, pick A or B. A is happiness, B is sadness. It's like, oh, A, and then you're instantly happy. No, you need to consciously choose to be happy. Consciously choose happiness. Constantly choose yourself. Be conscious of the choices you make in order to be happy. For example, let's say you have the choice between going out with your friends and having a good time and having a good laugh or sitting in a dark room with no distractions, just in a dark room with your thoughts. Okay, now that might have been a little dramatic, but I'm still going to go with the, the example. Obviously, you would pick your friends and you would pick a good time, right? Because that makes you happy. You wouldn't pick the dark black hole room, but think people choose the things that are bad for them. People choose the things that don't bring them peace, that don't bring them joy. So it's not going to help in your happiness. That's going to bring you further away from happiness. So you want to choose, consciously choose, will this bring me joy or will this make me stressed for later? So you have to constantly choose that. That's where I mean, you need to choose happiness. You have the conscious choice to choose if you want to be happy. So choose happiness. Next one, embrace gratitude. This one's a big one. You want to be thankful for things. If you're not thankful and you don't think everything's a gift and a blessing, you're going to be entitled. You're going to be entitled. You want to take nothing for granted and take everything with gratitude. Be grateful for what you have. At the end of the day, write out 10 things you're grateful for every day. That's what you gotta do. Write out 10 things you're grateful for. It'll improve your quality of life significantly, significantly. So I want you to try that because once you know what you're grateful for and what is a gift, you really start to appreciate the little things. You really start to appreciate life and have a better outlook on life. Now, the next and last one that I'm going to talk about, about improving the quality of life, is to reduce screen time and media time, right? Obviously, a lot of people know that screen time, media time, social media may not be the healthiest for you, but yet we still choose to gravitate towards that. Social media, our phones, it's a digital pacifier, our phones are. We need to reduce that, but for some people, it can destroy their happiness because of comparison, because of getting ourselves down because we're comparing ourselves to others. It's like that's destroying our happiness. So that's where I said we need to consciously choose to be happy if we go on social media, but we know that it destroys our self-confidence and that makes us feel bad about our lives. That's not choosing happiness. That's a destructive behavior. So that's kind of how it fits to choose happiness. So to improve quality of life is to reduce screen time. And instead of using the extra time to Go on social media and start comparing yourself. Use that time to go outside for a nature walk or something. Go outside and get some vitamin D or read a good book, right? Consciously choosing to be happy and to choose things that will better your life for the betterment of yourself. So now I'm going to end with seven things, seven daily habits to practice daily for self-improvement. So one, like I said, get a good night's rest. Next, include physical activity. Third, plan your day. Get a schedule. Get a planner. Planners, save me so much time. Save me so much thoughts. Save me so much brain capacity and stress. Because when you have an idea 
or you want to learn your day, jot it down. A good old analog pen and paper, jot it down, get it out of your head. That's where we get our best thoughts. Write her down. So plan out your day, plan out your life. That way it takes up that stress and that mental capacity, having to remember everything. Get like a cheap planner, write it down in there. Always be looking at your planner. Boom, takes away a lot of stress. Seven daily habits, self-improving, not being so stressed. You're welcome. Now, another daily habit is to incorporate this mindset. You are what you eat. You probably have heard of that. If you eat too much chicken, you're going to become a chicken. No, but think of that in a more logical sense. If you put negative things, if you put negative information, if you put detrimental information in your head, like the music you listen to, let's say you listen to extremely sad music. You listen to depressing songs, songs that relate to drugs, alcohol, abusing relationships, if you will, destructive songs in some degree, versus somebody who listens to very upbeat, happy songs that talk about love or something like that. I don't know. Hopefully you can get the gist. Depressing songs versus happy, upbeat songs. Well, if you didn't know, music has a dramatic effect on people's lives and mental health with the songs you listen to. It's said, if you listen to someone's music, what they put in their mind, you can tell a great deal of their mental health. You heard it here first. Okay, so that's where I'm going to incorporate the you are what you eat. So think of it like this. You are what you consume. Another thing is to read. Like I said, reading knowledge is power. Next, spend money wisely. I don't know about you, but I am impulsive. I am very impulsive. And I like to spend my money. I get my money. My money goes out the door and into an object. Now, there's nothing wrong with that until it gets to the point of unhealthiness. There's that golden mean, excess and deficit. Come on, guys. We can't have excess of something and we can't have a deficit of something. We need to have balance. We need to have rhyme and reason. So spending money wisely, this will help improve yourself with your discipline, with your finances, all that. Money is a huge problem in today's society. Money can break relationships. Money can destroy friendships. Money has a two-edged sword. It can be used for good and it can be used for bad. Spend money wisely. That will improve. You will improve yourself. Spend your money wisely. Get things that you need. Like I said, practice gratitude and mindfulness. Get the thing of everything you have as a gift. Spend money wisely. Save money. Don't buy impulsive, unnecessary things, but be wise with what you spend your hard-earned money on. The last daily habit to greatly self-improve yourself is to spend time with loved ones. Like I said, you are the sum of the people you hang out with. You want to spend your time with loved ones because family is very important. Family is very important. Spend your time with loved ones. I know this world is messy and chaotic and busy, but try to find time. I know I need to get better about that. I know you probably need to get better about that, but try your best to carve out some time. Even if it's like five minutes, like, oh, can we just talk while I get ready for the day quick? You know, find time, even if it's just five minutes to spend time with your loved ones, because we need the people we love with us in our life and helping us with our life. 
because we can't do, we can't live this life alone. We need to have help from others and we need to be with our loved ones. Now, that's all I've got for the main portion of the episode, the main chunk, the main information. So now I'm going to hit some questions. So if you have questions for the next episodes or future episodes, go hit up the Instagram at the nest podcast with Estella. And that's where you can submit your questions. We have pretty much every social media platform. Go follow us. Go do whatnot and whatnot. And yeah, like always, these questions are anonymous. So the first one says, how would you define self-improvement? But I did define self-improvement at the very beginning. Like I said, the improvement of one's knowledge, status, or character by one's own effort. And then my definition, improving oneself in order to become the best version of oneself. Now that's how I would define it. Second question, what are some basic tips you would give about self-improvement? Well, basic tips on self-improvement? Consistency, know your weaknesses, to know your excuses, to know your limitations, and to focus on each step as a single step and not the full staircase. Tackle one step at a time. You tackle one step at a time, you'll get all the way up to the top. Focus on little because add little up and it becomes big. Focus on the little things because it will equal a big thing. So that would be a basic tip. Focus as to where you are. Focus on the now. Don't look at the bigger picture. Focus on the steps to achieve the bigger goal. Now, next question. What are your favorite self-improvement resources? So I would say I love the book 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. And it's by Brianna Weist. That book is so good. I'm still reading it. It's taken me a while. But I really just want to enjoy it because it's such a good book. And essays, that might scare people off. Like, no, I don't like essays. But trust me, they're not just like essays. Very easy to read. Very easy to comprehend. But great lessons. It's great stuff. So that would be my favorite kind of self-improvement resource. All about self-improvement. But otherwise, I just kind of go off of how I want my life to be. Make my choices according to my future goals. So I don't really have many other resources, just kind of what I envision and the goals I set for myself. Next one, what are some of your favorite self-improvement inspirations? People, quotes, and stories. Well, I do have a lot of people that I look up to in my life, a lot of role models in my life, but in regards to my inspiration of people in my life, there are too many to count. And for privacy, I I won't I won't share them. But just know that there are a lot of people in my life that I look up to, especially self-improvement inspirations. A lot of good people in my life. In regards to quotes, self-improvement. This is one of my favorite quotes. This is in regards to anxiety, where I use that really helped with my anxiety. But I love this quote. Here we go. You are not a worrier. You are a warrior. Now let that sink in. I love that quote. You are not a worrier, you are a warrior. So it's like, you're not going to worry, not going to be anxious. You're not a worrier, but instead you're a warrior, you're a fighter, you're a strong person, you can do it. Not a worrier, you're a warrior. I love that quote. Next quote that I love, everything happens for a reason. I think I already mentioned that, but I do think everything does happen for a reason. Next thing, one of my other favorite quotes is... 
or maybe this is a frame of mind. It's if you see somebody, I'll, I'll set the context, I'll set the scene. If you see someone struggling and you're annoyed with them or something, this is what I like to think. You're not the one struggling. Okay, just that right there. Now, everyone has their own struggles, but if you see somebody else struggling, use that knowledge to say, you're not the one with that struggle, so what you can do is you can help. You can be the best resource, the best friend, the best helpful companion to help this person. Okay, so now I don't really have any other quotes that I can think of right now, but I'm going to read some to you, some self-improvement quotes that I just looked up, so hopefully they're good. Okay. So the first quote says, what you do makes a difference and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. That one is from Jane Goodall. And that's true. You have the power to make a difference. What kind of difference do you want to make? Leave the world better than you found it. Leave the world better than you found it. What impact do you want to make? Because you can make an impact, but just what impact do you want to make and do it? Next quote. Strive not to be a success, but rather to be a value. That is by Albert Einstein. That was so true. Yes, you you people want to be a success. People want to be successful. But you but what is in and of itself success, if not more than success, if not more than success, is value. The value is extremely important. You'd rather be valuable than successful. I love that one. Next one. One can choose to go back towards safety or forward towards growth. Growth must be chosen again and again. Fear must be overcome again and again. Abraham Maslow. Now, he's a psychologist, I think. That's pretty cool. I love that quote, too, because you're right. It's easy to retreat. It's easy to go back to safety. It's harder to move forward and to grow in the uncomfortable. But like I said, consistency. You have to choose growth again and again and again with fear. You need to overcome it again and again and again. Consistency, those words, wiser than anything I'll probably ever say. So here's another one. We can't become what we need to be by remaining what we are. Oprah Winfrey. Have you heard the quote? Okay, have you heard the saying, you cannot grow You cannot heal in an environment that made you sick. Now that is truth. You cannot grow in somewhere that made you sick. So with this quote, we can't become what we need to be by remaining where we are. We can't grow if we're remaining where what made you sick. We need to get to a different environment, an environment an environment that cultivates what we want for our future. We need to leave our current position, and shift into a different position to challenge ourselves. If we want to change, we need to go to a different environment. You can't change or improve in the same one if you failed in that environment. You need to switch different environments. And that's something I learned with my anxiety. I needed a change of environment, a change of scenery. So use that to your advantage. If you want to change or whatnot, change your environment. That will really help you with the change in a goal you're trying to make. And for college, this change can either make or break people. So my advice is to make your change make you and not break you. Make it make you and make it be a catalyst to cultivate a valuable future. Not a successful, but a valuable future. Next, quote. I think I said that was the last one I was going to do. 
So let's go back to the last question of the episode. That last question is, how can I be my best self? Now, in regards to the person that said this, I'm going to change it to how can anyone be their best self? Well, I love this question because it's simple yet so complicated. How people can be their best self is by being their authentic self. Mind blown. That's how you can be your best self. Be your authentic self. Be the person you are made to be because that is how you will be your best self. If that's the person you're made to be, that is what will be your best self. So be your authentic self. Nobody can ask more of you than who you truly are. So that's how you can be the best you can be. That's how you can be your best self. That's how you can exceed on self-improvement is to be your best self and to be your authentic self. Because what more can people ask from you? People can't ask any more from you if you're who you're if you are who you are meant to be and if you are as authentic as you can be, nobody can ask anything else. So how can you be your best self? To be your authentic self and to stick to your core values, to stick and remember where you came from and to know who you are. Be strong in your identity. And so that's all I have today. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I think it went really well. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a good rest of your day, a good rest of your week, night, morning, midday, night, whatever time you're listening to this. And please go and check out our social medias, the Instagram, at the Nest Podcast with Estella. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go check us out on all of our streaming platforms. We've got a link tree in the bio that will take you to pretty much any slash all of our social medias. It would mean the world if you could rate the podcast on Spotify and more importantly, rate it and give it a review on Apple Podcasts because that really helps helps a lot. So with that being said, I thank you again. Until next time.